Hi, and welcome back to C. Myers Live. My name is Brian McHenry, and I'm a principal with C. Myers Corporation. And I'm Charlene Leland. I'm a vice president at C. Myers. Today, we're going to focus on critical thinking. This is a focus for many CEOs that we've been talking with about recently on just the need and the growing opportunity to cultivate more critical thinkers in their organization and how important it is for their organizations to uh, have this ability to just move their plans forward. What I would like to start out with, and maybe you can give a little bit of an overview of what do you really mean by critical thinking? There's a lot of different thinking that goes on, you know, strategic thinking, et cetera. So what do you really mean that we're going to talk about today? It's a good question because you're right, Charlene, it, um, there's a lot of overlap between strategic thinking and critical thinking and some different ideas and definitions uh, out there on this. And so one is let's first let's acknowledge that it is a little mushy. Um, there's not clean lines necessarily between strategic thinking and critical thinking. Also, if you use different terms, let's not get too focused on the semantics here. But what we'll do here is just going to identify some of the differences that we focus on to help create this distinction as we go through and talk about critical thinking. So for strategic thinking, think of this as like there's a smaller number of people that an organization needs that can do strategic thinking and do it really well. This might be like the CEO and the executive team really thinking long-term about the business and who are the people that the business wants to serve, the target markets, the value proposition. What are the strategic priorities that the organization needs to accomplish in order to continue to be not only sustainable, but continue to thrive and serve their customers really well? Critical thinking then is think of it more as this is what's going to really help you be effective in moving those business plans forward. There's a larger number of people that you need in order to be able to think critically. They're more focused on it from a daily and a weekly perspective on how are we achieving the success and getting the, the lift and the progress that we need. And there's a lot of people involved in critical thinking. So you're kind of saying that critical thinking is a daily need in an organization at many levels of the organization, whereas strategic thinking, while you would like to have many strategic thinkers, you can probably get by with the amount of strategic thinking that goes on in a, in a smaller number of people. I think that's a fair summary on, on some of the differences here. Now, you might, as your strategic thinking, do a fair amount of critical thinking. And as you get into critical thinking, sometimes you start to get into some of your strategy and strategic thinking. So again, it's mushy, but yeah, I love the way that you sum that up there. Yeah, lots of overlap here. There is, there's lots of overlap. So the thought is, you know, great question on the distinction. Let's talk a little bit about what are characteristics of excellent critical thinkers? We think there's about five main areas here, five main characteristics of excellent critical thinkers. So we'll spend a little bit of time on each area here, but the five areas are mindset. Uh, critical thinkers are curious. They observe and they ask a lot of questions. They also get to the root issues. They relentlessly anticipate challenges and identify opportunities, and they regularly recalculate the route. And we'll dive into more what that particular last one means in just a moment. But Charlene, on the mindset, Talk a little bit about what's this characteristic mean when it comes to critical thinking? Yeah, well, when I think of the mindset of a critical thinker, it's somebody who has uh, confidence, determination. They believe that they can 
understand what the issues are. They believe they can contribute to the outcomes of the different things that they're working on. And they believe that they might be able to identify a better path than the path that the group is currently on. So that's kind of how I sum it up. What other things do you think of, Brian? Yeah, I I agree. And I'll contrast this a little bit with uh, the mindsets of maybe non-critical thinkers. So where there's confidence and determination of I'll figure this out, I'm going to ask questions and dig in. Uh, not and that's for critical thinkers. Non-critical thinkers might have a mindset more of I can't, I don't know enough about that. That's not my area of responsibility. And so you can start to see that where the mindset is so critical on the ability to critical think and how good you can be as a critical thinker. Because the more you say I'm gonna figure this out, I can figure this out, I will figure it out, versus not my job, not my responsibility, or we can't do that. Um, you can see how that starts to really play into the effectiveness and the ability to critically think. Yeah, and there's, as you say that, what comes into my head is how sometimes people don't react well when someone from another area who isn't saying that's not my area, they're actually saying, hey, you know, how is that really working there? I have questions. I'm curious. And it can feel like someone stepping on someone else's toes or not staying in their lane. And I think that, too, that in organizations that cultivate the critical thinking, we have to get past that piece. It's okay to ask questions about somebody else's area. Um, there's a fine line between stepping on others' toes and just and just saying, hey, I, I think I might have something to contribute here. Agree. So they're not, they're not afraid to challenge. Uh, they're not afraid to challenge and ask the questions. And it's not challenging for challenging's sake. But to your point, they're not going to stay in their lane. They have they have questions and things they want to understand. They're going to dig in. And, you know, a great example on this would be um, not just accepting what someone says as what that is. So you can think of it in a maybe outside the financial institution terms of going to a doctor and really hearing what the doctor has to say and saying, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Let's just go ahead and move on versus well, I'm not sure. I'm not clear. Help me understand. I want to push back on that. What about this? Really not in a way of trying to undermine the doctor, but trying to help really for their own health, trying to understand. For financial institutions, a great example or correlation to, oh, this is what the doctor said is that idea of best practice. You know, someone someone that has the mindset of I'm going to figure out and dig in and understand what makes the most sense best practice is not just a stamp of approval to move forward on this particular decision it is what is best practice for us so that may work really well for other institutions does it work well for us so again that idea of i'm going to dig in i'm going to understand so i think this mindset really um well it blends with all all of the five characteristics that we're going to talk about but the part you're talking about now it's it really leads into the curious piece of it, that characteristic of being curious. It it does. Yeah, it does lead right in there. And here's kind of the funny thing as we start off. One is, you know, we've said this, I'll say it again, we've said it a couple of different ways. I'm going to say it one, one more way here, which is they're curious, critical thinkers are curious to ask questions. They take ownership for understanding and they're driving their own learning. And as we mentioned, they're willing to challenge and ask questions. 
that means they're not always the easiest person in the room to work with because they'll, they, they're going to want to understand and dig in until they do. And so if you're looking for easy, critical thinkers are not the ones that you necessarily want to go with. Right. <laughs> but but um, you need this. You need, you know, institutions, and we're hearing this from CEOs more and more, they need people that are willing to ask questions, to understand, to drive their own learning, not, not think they need more training and to be trained, but rather to have that healthy competitiveness that they're going to figure it out, they're going to push and they're going to drive. And, you know, Charlene, I know in the work that you do, we see this, you know, some of the uh, kind of the, the mindset issues and the curiosity, both you know, good curiosity and lack of curiosity when it gets into things like implementation and process improvement. What I'm thinking about right now is the, well, both sides of that, but the process improvement work, it involves actually taking something that is in existence and this is the way we do it and the ability to think critically about some established, you know, process or series of things that you do. So it, that means you really have to be able to critically think because you have to step back and then you have to start to be curious. You know, as we go through this, this is what comes to my mind uh, often when we talk about critical thinking is how necessary it is for process improvement and strategic implementation because any given step, the mindset has to be, there might be a better way to do it. There's a better way to go about it. I think I will be able to identify it. Oh, and I'm really curious. Why are we doing it that way? There might be a great reason. Let's see what it is. Let's find out if anyone even remembers what it is uh, so that we can move forward. Yeah, I agree. And they don't accept, well, um, it's required. Or that's just the way we've always done it. Two, two very common answers in process improvement. And um, most often when you dig in, it's not required. Actually, oh, most yeah. often it's a it's been a business decision, and maybe the the um, perspective has been that it's required because of compliance. But a lot of times, after it, you know, to your point, they dig in, they find out, and um, they find out no, we can we can do without this. It's a business decision on whether we want to do it or not, but we are not required to do to do this particular step. So that that comes in a lot on the process improvement, and then. How many definitions of on track when you're talking about a project? <laughs> we always say 180,000 definitions of on track. Yeah, um, and I think we're lowballing it. There. Yeah, <laughs> could could be because uh, you know without the critical thinking, many tasks or projects could be considered on track if you don't apply these critical thinking skills mm -hmm. to the projects and the tasks that are being worked on. Great examples there are just being so focused on the milestones and forgetting what you're actually trying to accomplish. And so therefore things are on track because the milestones are getting done, but you're not necessarily having the progress that you want. Non-critical thinkers don't step back and, and evaluate that. Critical thinkers will, and they won't be afraid to actually change that. And I'm getting a little into recalculate route, but this is where you can see it all overlaps. But also just saying, just because something actually you might have gotten a milestone done or the milestone hasn't occurred yet but because it hasn't occurred and you're not actually behind and missing a date doesn't mean you're actually on track if you haven't signed a contract yet because that milestone sometime in the future you're like oh well, we're still on track but you actually haven't done everything you need to be on time to sign the contract that is not on track as we're looking at this overlap of these different characteristics you're really starting to get into that piece about 
you know, being relentless about looking forward and looking for things that might crop up that you hadn't anticipated. And yeah, definitely in uh, project management, that's a, it's so, it is almost the nature, the bedrock of project management is that ability to keep looking forward and saying, okay, what might not go the way we were planning? Because if, if we want to arrive, you know, from point A to point B at the end, regardless of what milestones we laid out in the beginning and we thought this was going to work, we have to constantly be able to see, oh, you know what? I see that there's a problem with this vendor. It seems as though they're behind on everything. This could affect us going forward. I heard about that. That's just one example of, you know, what might actually go sideways going forward. That doesn't mean being negative and and uh, you know thinking oh nothing is going to turn out right. That's not what I mean at all. I just mean actually looking forward and being able to see and identify. You know what? There, I can see that this might throw us off a little bit. Let's go ahead and think about what we might do to offset it right now. And not enough time is spent there. To your point, it's not about taking a negative view. It's just time, the appropriate time to say what could throw us off, build it into the plan. And and then move forward from there. Push, push, and do what you need to be on time. But understand, not everything is going to go to plan, and be willing to commit the time to think that through. And then don't forget on the other side, you know, as you said, relentlessly pursues opportunities. Don't forget they think about the opportunities. What are the other things we could do to make this better? To deliver better to our consumers? To make a process more efficient for our, our internal clients? So there's both that. Um, Christmas side, the opportunity side, and then the Halloween side, which people like Halloween. As <laughs> There's nothing wrong with Halloween. <laughs> wrong. But, uh, but you know, the, I, I think you made a really good point, and that's the opportunities as well as seeing things that could go sideways, because it's both. If you mm -hmm. see an opportunity far ahead, you can take advantage of it so much easier than if it's, you know, you're down to the last minute and it's like, well, you know what, I guess we we just need to go this route that we were already planning on. Right. And I'm going to punctuate what you said. It's the anticipating, the thinking ahead, you know, thinking not well, not tomorrow, what needs to happen. What about three months from now? What about six months? What about next year, two years from now? While that sounds like strategic thinking, and there is an element of that. It's this is also critical thinking, especially as you're getting into driving the business forward, making sure that the uh, strategic plans that you've laid out are happening. It's that thinking ahead on both sides, opportunities and the potential the potential issues that you might run into. Absolutely, and it, you're kind of getting into also the recalculating the route, right? Because if you see these other opportunities and these other issues that could come up, you have to be willing to say, hey, let's go ahead and change this if we need to, if it makes sense to do so. So the tail isn't wagging the dog on that. It's not, oh, no, we put we put down that we were going to do this by this date, well, which is important. And as, a, as somebody who works in strategic implementation, a lot of this stuff is very important. But at the same time, being able to keep in mind what the the objective is in the beginning, the real objective, and making sure that stays front of mind so that if you do need to recalculate route or if it's worth it to recalculate route, you're okay to do it. One example um, that came up recently is, well, if the objective of putting in your new loan origination system is to make things easier for your members or your customers, and you come to a decision point in a project, and 
you're trying to decide between paying some extra money and taking some extra time in order to be able to access third-party system to pull in some data for yourself or for the customer actually, or is the, the decision point could be, no, it's gonna take us extra time and extra money, so let's not do that. And I think that if, if this opportunity is there where you can make things easier for your customer, and it's gonna take a little extra time and extra money, then let's consider that. We might wanna recalculate the route. We wouldn't do it automatically, but you would you would say, let's bring this up to the, to the team and see if this makes sense to do it. And so it's okay, we're not rigid in the thought process of, oh, you know, no, you know, we're just gonna check off what we decided to do and we're not gonna deviate from this at all, even if it makes sense to do so. And in all of that, that sort of approach as you're calling out Charlene, it may not even be your project. This goes back to the mindset of the critical thinker is like, you may be calling that out like, hey, I think we need to push this data out and do the, the thing to accomplish the objective. And it's not your project. So again, not staying in your lane, but willing to, you know, the, the on track, should we, we're hitting the milestones, but are we getting the right objective? You know, all those things we've been talking about, it could be someone for someone else's area. They're not siloed. The, these excellent critical thinkers are not siloed. It's a great point. And, that, you know, the siloed, nobody wants a siloed team. And yet I guarantee that sometimes when someone from outside a particular area is bringing up those questions, there will be some eye rolls in the room. And it's important to build a culture that doesn't roll its eyes that says, hey, you know, let's listen, let's listen, let's consider what this person is saying, even though it's not their area, because we all know that a lot of value that comes in the work that we do, especially on strategic implementation, when people from outside that area bring in their contributions to how this is going to work, how something is going to be implemented and how it's going to be carried out, those people bring so much value because they have great questions. They, they, they aren't steeped in it and they bring an outside new set of eyes, if you will, to that. So being open to that is really important, I think, for a culture if you really want to encourage critical thinking. That's right. And remember what we said? It won't be easy. Excellent <laughs> right. critical thinkers are not the easiest people. To your point, well said, create the culture that values that even if the conversations may be challenging. How do you how do you elevate that and really celebrate that thinking? And, and then keeping in mind, critical thinking, you need to do it a lot. You do have to take action at some point. So at some point, all the questions are good. And then you have to say, OK, got to make a decision. Need to move on. Have to execute. Yes, but don't, don't shortchange, don't shortchange the critical thinking piece because it's annoying or frustrating or you have to take action because you may miss out on something. Or I just want to get this thing done. Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> don't ask me any more questions. I just want yeah, to get please, this thing done. Please, <laughs> uncle, uncle. Uncle, yeah. The, uh, the one we haven't talked about yet, which uh, you, you can hear elements of it and the other pieces we've, the other characteristics we've talked about are getting to the root cause. Um, identifying the root issues. All the things that we've said really apply here. Uh, ask the questions, feel like you have a right to understand. Don't be satisfied with certain answers. Don't be siloed by it's not my area. The example of this is um, why to the power of five? And the example has been used. There's a great one with Ritz Carlton talking about, you know, room service is late. Not going to work for Ritz Carlton for sure. And so they go through it and, and in the end of all the things they could have done that could have been expensive, big infrastructure projects, in the end it was something fairly straightforward that they could do to address their room service issue 
that actually had nothing to do with room service or kitchens or elevators. It was just buy more sheets. It was that simple. And <laughs> right. so that's part of getting to the root cause. Understand, is this a symptom or is this actually the issue that we're trying to address? The other kind of take on this too that critical thinkers will, will have this characteristic is they may ask the same question. This is what why the power of five is, but they may ask the same question and want five different answers to help them get to a different level of depth in their thinking about whether they're trying to solve a root issue or trying to really understand what's being what what the intended objective is. So you may want to implement a loan origination system. Well, that's great. But what's the real objective? Let's ask the same question again. Why are we doing this and keep demanding and pushing to get to what are we truly trying to accomplish here? And we are not going to talk about it today, but understanding the objective is really a key component in the critical thinking process. And again, we're, we won't go through the components today, but that objective is so important. Getting to the root issues, asking the same questions, demanding five different answers of themselves and others. That's part of helping uh, understand what the objective is. And then same thing, regularly recal recalculate route and anticipating challenges and identifying opportunities. Brian, I think that's a great summary of those characteristics of critical thinkers. We could probably go on. There, there's so many examples that, that we could use, but I think you're, you're getting the feel for it here. You know, going back to the beginning about what is critical thinking, and, and we talked a little bit about why you need it in your organization. Lots of overlap with other types of thinking that goes on, but the critical thinkers that are in your organization you might not always feel you have time to you know, answer these questions that they have, but really being open to considering different points of view. And I, I wanna say that this is kind of a common thread through so many of the things that we do when we work with our clients, the process improvement, the strategic implementation and strategic planning, the, you know, the financials, almost everything that we do. And that's the ability to look at something and look at it a different way, take in a different perspective on it. And that's really what critical thinkers do. Yeah. What I'll add here is all of these characteristics you can learn. You, you may not get to be a master level critical thinker, but every person can make significant progress on this. It just takes focus and practice and continuing to push. And just going back to that mindset, mindset's the foundation here. If your mindset's not there, the other pieces won't come. So the first thing is be confident and determined that you have a right to understand and you can figure it out. And then all those things, as you said, Charlene, they start to fall in place. And that's why it's important. And that's why you, you want to do this. I agree, Charlene. We could keep going here, but we'll go ahead and, and wrap up there. We really appreciate your time today. As always, please feel free to reach out to us if you have any questions. Otherwise, have a great day.